0: Thanks for listening to another podcast from C3 East Village. Our hope is that this message will equip and inspire you in your walk with God. For more information about our church, check out our website at c3ev.ca or find us on Instagram at C3
1: East Village. How are we doing? So good to see everyone here. My name's Stephen. As we're grabbing our seats, uh, Brittany and I, my wife Brittany, who is there, but here she comes. uh, We're the Location Pastors here at C3 East Village. So good to have, whoa, look at that. That's pretty cool. That's going to like emphasize my preaching so well, like, come on. um, But so good to have you guys here. I can see some new faces. I think I I met most people, but uh, however you found yourself here today, we're just so happy that you've made it into C3 East Village. I believe... You're here for a reason, and God has something to say. How good, how good was that worship tonight? It was amazing. It was great having Micah on the drums, wherever he is. Doing a great job. Um, and there's just a great sound there, Ian, as well. And there's a beautiful presence of God. So let's continue into that uh, place that we're in. I, we're about to jump into our last message in the series, Beyond. Um, as Des did a great job of saying, we have communion service next week. It's gonna be awesome time. It's gonna be time of worship and um, and and having communion together, and, uh, and it's gonna be great. So don't miss that. But this is the last of our, our Beyond series. Um, but so we're gonna jump into that. It's gonna be awesome. But I wanted to give us an update on Connect groups and our groups going forward here. We've been talking about this for a while at C3 East Village, and I know some people are like, "You've been talking about it. When's it gonna happen?" Well, my thinking was. That I'd put it out there, and then you'd say, I'm going to run a connect group. It's going to be awesome. And we've had a couple people do that. Uh, but we believe that church isn't just about Sundays. It's about doing life together. And, it's and you know, we're at a point here where it's nice. We can all know each other's face and everything. But it's still large enough that we can't actually be really doing life together by simply coming on a Sunday. So we're starting our, our groups. We actually already have two running, um, and they're both... Guys, young adults groups at the moment. So just saying to every other demograph, let's pick it up. But, uh, um, and there we have talking to a few other people. So uh, what a group is or how we run them here, many of you, if you have a church background, would have seen them ran a certain way. Um, we're not too sort of formal or strict on how it's run. Some groups will might be based around meeting uh, biweekly together and doing a Bible study. Some might get together on Saturdays and go for a run. Like It's it's not too strict of what it looks like, but the vision and heart behind it is that we have uh, smaller groups where we're meeting and doing life together, because it's about life, but also inviting other people into. And um, and we need people to lead those groups. So the two that we have at the moment, though, we have Jeremiah over here. He runs a a young adults guys group, sort of uh, 25-ish, 27-ish downwards. It's not, like I said, not too strict. And I'm just looking for Ronnie. Ronnie's just behind him there, giving me the peace. Can you give a wave to? Yes. Ronnie is uh, starting a group soon as well uh, for Young adults, guys. So if you're interested in getting connected in, see them afterwards, and you'll find out more information coming forward. But I just wanted to give that update in two weeks. So that would be April the 7th. Uh, if you're interested in maybe running a group, Uh, leading a group, you want to find out what that might look like. Like I said, it's not a high-pressure thing. It's really just being able to facilitate a place for people to get together and do life together. Um, We're going to have a meeting straight after church. So that's April 7th, um, and we're going to be meeting in here, so we'll be able to run out and grab a coffee for all you people who drink coffee at 7.20 at night time, which I can't do, But um, and we'll meet. So if you have any interest in maybe leading a group, maybe you're just feeling, hey, that's something I could do, or you'd like to find out more uh, about that. That'll be in two weeks after Sunday night, or just come and see me. Maybe you can't make that, but you'd like to find out more. So that makes sense? Yeah. Groups, it's going to be awesome. We're going to continue doing our awesome dinner parties and after parties as well. Just lots of reasons to party. So I want us just to—we're looking at uh, getting beyond negativity tonight, like I said. But I just want us to play a quick video before uh, before we get started.
2: Say I am strong.
0: I am strong.
2: Say I am smart.
0: I am smart.
2: I work hard.
0: I work hard.
2: I am beautiful.
0: I am beautiful.
2: I am respectful.
0: I am respectful.
2: Yeah. Say, I'm not better than anyone.
0: I'm not better than anyone.
2: Nobody's better than me.
0: No one's better than me.
2: I am amazing.
0: I am amazing.
2: I am great.
0: I am great.
2: What's your name?
0: Aaliyah Austin.
2: If you fall?
0: I get that. Thank you,
2: guys, What are you?
0: I'm blessed.
2: Yes. Say thank you, God.
0: Thank you, God.
2: For making me.
0: For making me.
2: The greatest.
0: The greatest.
2: There's nobody.
0: There's nobody.
2: Better. Better. Than me. Than me. All right. Give me five. Give me a kiss.
1: Oh, uh, how nice was that? I know. I'm a big softie. But I saw that come up. I just love that. And we're talking about... um negativity or our thoughts tonight or our self-talk. And I just love that dad. Like, Kudos to him. An amazing job. He's setting his girl up for an amazing, amazing future of speaking great words over herself because we live in a world that doesn't often create an environment for us to be positive. Um, I don't know if anyone else has experience, experienced that. Or uh, we live in our own world sometime where maybe different upbringings or different circumstances or things have happened to us that actually make us have negative thoughts about ourselves. And I don't believe that's the heart of God for you tonight. I don't believe he wants you to think negatively about yourself. I actually think uh, he just like that, just like that dad in that picture, that he wants us to have great self-talk, to speak great words over our life, regardless of what's going on, to to set our life up great. So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight um, and looking at the scriptures on that. Uh, I don't know if anyone else has found it, but I can be my own worst enemy. The thoughts that I have towards myself, um, the, the words I, I might not say out loud, but inside I actually say, say about myself. This is one of the greatest adversaries that I face in my life. Maybe you can relate. And tonight we're going to talk about getting beyond. But more than talking, I believe God in this moment as we explore his word and commit, he can actually break negativity, break negative thoughts over our life. There's a, there's a bit of a mystery to God. Has anyone found that? And I, I, so we're going to be talking about thinking and thoughts a lot and brain and, and the way that God's created us. But I would never want that to um, sound more important that there is a mystery to God. There's some things we just can't figure out. There's things that we just can't explain. We don't know why he does it. And we can, in our modern age, um, run the risk of trying to overthink God and put him in a box. And that's not what I'm trying to do tonight. But I want to look at how he has created our minds, our brains, and what the Word of God would say. Because I believe we can actually rewire. And he's given us the ability and the power. And then you team that with his Holy Spirit to think awesome thoughts to think great thoughts over your life, So I want us to consider tonight the power of our own thinking and ideas that might limit us, that internal dialogue that directly impacts each of our worlds. A couple weeks ago, I spoke about uh, this. I think we were looking at getting beyond disappointment, and David in the Psalms actually has great self-talk. You see, he'll be crying out to God in the Psalms, and he'll be saying, God, you're amazing, all this stuff that's going on around me. Um, isn't so amazing, but you are faithful, you are good, and you're speaking about God. But often in the last couple lines of these songs and poems that he's written, we see him switch his language to actually giving himself great self-talk. And has anyone noticed that? It's an amazing thing. Well, you pick it up in, uh, in, in the Scripture, but particularly if you, if you dive into the original language, the, the, the Hebrew of it, um, he actually switches the way he's speaking. He go, goes from talking to God to speaking to his circumstance to actually giving himself a pep talk. And I love that. I think we're meant to do the same thing. Um, you know. So we see him using terms uh, like basically what he says is is that you can do it. You can overcome. You're going to get through this. God's going to bring you through this. You're strong. You've been created great. And I, I just love that he looks that way. So we had to have positive thoughts towards us because of who God is and our relationship to him. He is awesome, so we can be awesome too. Amen? So I, I don't want us to get uh, funky into thinking that we're speaking positively only about our own strengths, right? Because I believe it's because of what Jesus has done. And as we anchor ourselves to Jesus Christ and the path that he's uh, led us on and the victory that he's won, that's why we can have great thoughts about ourselves because of who he is. So that's the context here tonight. If you've never met Jesus, and my prayer and my hope is you experience him tonight. And at the end of the service, you get an opportunity to maybe start that relationship with him. So let me pray, and let's get started. Lord, I thank you so much, God, that you're here and you're moving amongst us. Help me keep on track, Lord, uh, that you would speak in a mighty way to each one of us here, Lord. I thank you for everybody who made it through the door tonight, that they have a journey, they have a reason they're here. And so I just pray you speak to them in this next 20 minutes, not my words, but your words. In your name, Jesus, amen. So if you have your Bible with you, uh, I want you to turn to Proverbs 4. We're going to start off there. My question to you tonight, are you a positive or negative thinker? When you think about yourself, when you think about your life, when you think about your relationship with God, your relationship with others, would you say that you're positive or negative? This is really important. Do you think good thoughts about yourself or do you put yourself down? Each one of us has an incredible amount of potential. And God's creator is to own it in this life. Own what? Whatever you might face. Whatever you feel you might end up in, whatever calling you have, whatever adversary you face, you actually have the ability to own it, to overcome it. And a lot of it has to do with are we thinking positive or negative about our circumstances. So in Proverbs 4 here, we see this is the wisdom literature in the Bible. This is a series of uh, instructions getting handed down, often written from a, a father to a, to a son, but in many different ways, and because it's in the Bible, we believe that it's the Word of God, uh, Old Testament and New Testament, and that it's actually relevant for us today and powerful for us today, but it's uh, you'll see here that it's a dad talking to his son, but really it's God speaking to each one of us. So in starting at verse 20, chapter 4, it will come up on the, the Sky Bible behind me there. Says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet. And be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left and keep your foot from evil. Wow, what an amazing passage of Scripture. Amazing instruction from, from, like I said, a father to his son, but from God to us tonight, I believe. I wanted to highlight this and, and unpack it. But here, if we can have that up on the, the screen again, um, it says here in, in my translation, keep them moving your heart, find them, health to one's whole body, guard your heart. Okay, so I looked into what this means here, because guard your heart, because like, right, my heart, what's that got to do with my, my thinking and thoughts? But the, the word um, heart here, actually, the original language that was written in, uh, in Hebrew, the word is, I just don't want to get a mix up, labab, or labab, L-E-B-A-B, or in the Greek, it's kardia, um, when they translated to Greek in about 600 BC in, in the Septuagint, which is where we get a lot of our translations from to English, uh, it kind of expands a lot on this. It's talk, It's not talking about a physical heart here. It's talking about our mental process, our emotions, and our will. Both these words are both in the Hebrew and the Greek. So that's why I put in brackets there. It says, "Above all else, guard your heart, mind. Uh, your heart, mind, thinking, being. That's all of us." And, and the original writers here didn't have the same concept of well, this is a The heart. When they're talking about their heart, they meant everything within us, including our thoughts, our mind, and our will. So that's what it's speaking of there, that if we, above all else, so it's super important that we would guard our mind, guard our thinking, guard our thoughts. Because everything we do would flow from it. Have you ever realized that, right? Like when you do something, you've thought about it first probably. Maybe it was in an instance just like that, but it doesn't just happen right there's thoughts there's processes going on there's there's chemical reactions happening in our brain when we when we think i'm going to put my arm up in the air it, it sends these signals through and it's all connected the way that god's created us is amazing and it's so beautiful but but above all else we're to guard our thoughts because everything we do flows from it the good things we do the bad things we do the achievements we wait we make the disappointments everything flows out of our thinking It says, keep your mouth free from perversity. That's We kind of nowadays, we sometimes, uh, we can be a bit religious about it and go, well, that means you're not meant to swear. But actually, in the context of what it's talking about, it's still talking about our being and our thoughts and our heart. It's letting no corruption or perversity into that. Let the way that we talk actually be positive and good. And that's the outcome we will get. So let's not get too religious about some of these words because when we look into the Scripture, I believe God's actually really telling us He wants us to have positive thoughts, good thoughts. If you want to get something, you can get it. You need to fix your eyes on it. Remember, in the context of of Christ and what He's done for us and who He is to us and our identity being found in Him, we can fix our eyes on things. When we determine in our heart and discipline our thoughts, we will get there. So that's what we're going to look at tonight. I hope you're excited because I'm excited. We want to break negativity in this place. Thoughts about us. The world doesn't need any more negative people. We don't need to have any negative thoughts about ourselves. You know how um, the brain's an amazing thing. I looked into some facts about the brain. Um, Why don't I get to those because I don't want to get them wrong and have you guys go look it up, look it into it, and see that it's wrong. So, have a guess. How much do you think that the average person thinks a day? How many thoughts? Like ten? A thousand? Who would say a 1,000? A 1,000 thoughts a day? 10,000 thoughts a day? Yeah. Five, we're looking around. 20,000 thoughts a day? Yeah, a whole bunch of hands there. It's an amazing thing. The average person actually has over 50,000 thoughts a day. 50,000 unique thoughts. Now, I have no idea how they measured that up. Um, I, I don't count my thoughts, but Uh, But there's lots of statistics would say that. Some would say upwards of 70,000, and some would say more like 12,500. Maybe you're like me. You find yourself down down the lower end there of how many thoughts you're capable of thinking a day. Um, We have a little bit less, but, you know, if you're with me on the the 12,000 thoughts, we just think deeper. We don't think as many thoughts. We just think deeper. But wherever you find it, 50,000 thoughts a day. That's an amazing thing when you think about that. That our brain's capable of having 50,000 thoughts a day. You know, in our modern age, um, they've they've discovered that for the general people, the percentage of those thoughts that we have that are actually negative, that are fear-based, disappointment, telling ourselves we can't do it, telling ourselves we're not going to make it, telling ourselves that life sucks, all these things, the negative thoughts for the average person is 70%. 70% 70% of our thoughts are negative. we got to change that. And we have the ability in God to, to turn that upside down. And when we can change that within ourselves and create a new thought life in our world, it actually gives us the ability to help other people change their thinking as well. And so that's, you know, it's, it, we need to work on ourselves. but But it's not just for the sake of working on ourselves. It's actually that we get to be a blessing to other people. So through an uncontrolled, undisciplined thought life, we create conditions for the circumstances we find ourselves in. And actually many uh, scientists are now really discovering that a lot of illnesses these days and diseases are directly connected to our negative thinking. That's how powerful our thoughts are. That's how powerful God's created your brain. It's an amazing thing. And in, the, in creation, God wired us for, with a purpose and, and reason, and, but he actually uniquely wired every single part of us. So he wants us to pay attention to what's going on in our thinking. He created us to think. He made, he made us with the ability to have powerful, life-changing thoughts. His Word says, I believe his Bible, which is God's Word, says that he wants good things for us, that he has good gifts for his kids, sons and daughters of him. So to step into the will of God for our life, we need to pay attention to our thoughts and keeping them healthy. Now, the Bible tells us that we do have an enemy that would try and stop us. Um, you know, we sometimes we translate that as the devil, Lucifer, the accuser, and, and the Bible speaks of this. So I don't want to neglect that because I believe that uh, the the greatest sort of trap or the place where the devil would try and mess us up is in our thinking. You know, sometimes there's this perception where uh, where well, the devil made me do it in my actions. Actually, he got you in your thinking first. Before you ever acted upon anything, it was your thought life. And in 1 Peter 5.8, you know, the Bible doesn't speak of a little guy, a little red guy with a pitchfork. um, But he does speak of an enemy that will try to take us out and uh, stop us from getting beyond negativity. In 1 Peter 5.8, it says, be sober-minded. So let our thoughts be sober. Be watchful. Be on guard. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour You know, and like I said, I think that it's the thought life that he's trying to devour us in. If he can sow seeds of doubt, of low self-esteem, of unbelief, of apathy, and we allow it to take root, that's how he will devour us. In James 4, 7, though, here's the remedy. And I love it because it's not complicated. We overcomplicate it. It says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So we just have to resist. That's all we need to do. And the word of God says um, that he will flee from us. So I fully acknowledge and I understand that there is an accuser and an enemy who try and plant negative thoughts in our head, uh, in, our, you know, in our minds, in our thinking. I fully acknowledge that. But I believe we've already overcome that. He's much smaller than he would make himself appear to us. The reality is he has about as much power as we give him in our world. Because Jesus Christ has already defeated him. He's made a spectacle of him. And, uh, and he is the accuser, but Jesus is our defender. And there's no other defender that I'd have than Almighty God himself. So our God's bigger, our God's stronger, and, and the, de- the enemy is just a mere speck of dust in comparison to him. So resist him, he will flee. Today I'm more speaking to our own thoughts, the stuff that we would think. Right? I, th- I think sometimes we do the devil's work for him, and we got to not do that because he, you know, it's enough that he's accusing us, it's enough that other people are, but then we start to think negatively about ourselves and we make the choices, and we actually do the devil's work for him, that he can sit back and go, don't need to touch those guys. They're thinking enough bad thoughts about themselves. we got to stop that. So that's what I'm talking about today. Henry Ford, um, who you might have heard this quote, uh, heads up, Ford Motors, obviously very successful guy. He says, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Has anyone heard that before? Yeah, it's, I've heard it a hundred times. But <laughs> whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right there's power in our thoughts it's an amazing thing so how's your thought life I ask you again how's your thought life how do you think about life how do you think about your circumstance are you negative or positive in Romans 12 verse 2 the scriptures say says this is Paul talking he says do not be conformed to this world okay so before we just said that the average thoughts around 50,000 and the, for most people in this world, Uh, at 70% negative. But Paul here is encouraging us that as Christians, as followers of God, we're not meant to conform to the pattern of this world. We're not meant to conform to that 70% of negativity is one of those things. It says, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by, By testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Transformation takes place through a process of renewal. It's a process. See, Paul says here, Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And and that speaks of a renewing, a a revitalization, which takes a, a journey. It's a process. So you want transformation in your world? You want transformation in your thinking? Commit to the process. Commit to the process of renewing your mind. You want to stay the same? You want to keep thinking the negative thoughts? Then don't commit to the process. It's that simple. I'm a simple guy, so I hope this is okay tonight. But if we commit to the process of renewing our mind, that's how we will be transformed. God will transform us. So my question is, how often do you intentionally and deliberately renew your mind? See, we get really good at, at the spiritual disciplines of, of prayer. I, I hope that we, we, we get continuing to be disciplined in our prayer life. Prayer is so important, and our, the reading of our word, we, we get good at that, and And coming to church, these are all amazing, life-changing, life-transformational things. But for many of us, we neglect our thought life. So we have our deliberate time of prayer. We have our deliberate time of the Word, which is a part of the process of renewing. Hear me right. But how often do you actually intentionally and deliberately renew your mind? I know I'm not very good at it. I get so busy in my day. I get so um, wanting to—I get so— wanting to do the things that i meant to do and get all that done. But if I actually just took a moment each day, and that's going to be my challenge at the end of the service, to sit down and renew my mind and to think positive thoughts and to think on good things, to dwell on the good things of God and the great things that He's helped me overcome and will continue to help me overcome. I believe you can change your life. You can break the chains of negativity and you can step into a new life. But it starts up here in our thinking. Or we, we get good at working, okay, when I say we get good, I'm really bad at this, going to the gym. <laughs> we get good at building physical strength, right? Like we go, okay, we have to, we, we realize we have a weakness and we've let a part of our life or, or uh, our lifestyle change. We, we'll go to the gym and work out that muscle. While well, All the while we're neglecting the most powerful tool we have, our mind and our thinking. We need to work this out. We need to give our thought life a detox through the power and direction of His Holy Spirit allow Him to renew us every day. In Philippians 4, we find out the Paul's instruction to, how, to what and how we should do this and how we should rewire our thought life. It says in chapter 4, verse 8, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Think about these things. How often are we thinking about the negative things? The one or two problems that we get in our life, or three or four, or many, and I'm not belittling those problems, but what happens is 70% of our thought life ends up thinking about these problems, and it's not in a positive light. It's in a negative light, and then when we wonder why we can't escape the Boundaries of our circumstances or situations we find ourselves in. I believe much of this would be overcome if we can renew our mind. If we can change the way that we think and approach stuff that happens in our life. Sometimes life just sucks. I'm sorry if you think that life is meant to be this amazing Uh, everything goes right all the time. And and in a perfect world without the fall, and I believe uh, after our life's done and in eternity, that will be the case where uh, the Word of God says that Jesus will wipe every tear from our eye and we'll be with Him for eternity, and it'll be peace and there'll be no more suffering, no more stuff going on. But we're in that transition season right now between birth and death before we get to step into eternity and face that with our God if we know Jesus. And in this life, you, you will have turmoil Turmoil, you will have problems. Jesus says this, but then he says, but do not be troubled because my peace is coming upon you. So we do have stuff that we face in this world, but I believe so much of it could shift if we would just change our thinking towards it, change our mind, stop seeing the glass half empty and see it half full. Change the approach that we have to things and it will change. Eventually, it will change our circumstances, right? Because it flows from within. Uh, Whatever's going on, outwards flows from within. So the three problems that we have when we do this 70% negative thinking about the two or three problems that we have in our life is, as I've found, whenever I think of the problem and think only of negativity, what it does is it makes the problem seem bigger, it makes the good things seem smaller, and it creates a wall of limitation around me. So when we think negatively and we only think of the problems and the bad things in life, It makes those problems seem way bigger than they actually are. It makes all the good things, and there are so many good things going on in your life uh, around you. It makes them seem smaller, and it actually creates a wall around us of limitation. We're talking about getting beyond negativity tonight, getting beyond that wall. So this is my encouragement to us, and we're going to finish with some worship in about seven minutes from now, um, where we're just going to allow God to do his renewing. Because like I said, there's a mystery to it. But I believe when we allow God just to come in and his Holy Spirit to wash over us, he can break chains that have held us back for years. He can change uh, mindsets and he can change our perspective on, on a circumstance or a situation or a relationship or whatever might be going on in our world if we allow him to do that. There is a mystery to it but we're encouraged to step out in faith. And so I want to close the service with that. But here's my challenge this week. Take at least five minutes a day this week to engage your brain in good, godly renewing. Okay, we already just looked at the instructions there. I'd encourage you to to go over and open up even to Philippians 4 verse 8 when you're doing this, where he says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is good things. Notice he didn't list anything negative in there. He didn't say... um, Think of the bad things that are going on. Think of that person at work who's a bully. Or think of that situation you're in that just doesn't seem to get breakthrough. No, he says, think of the good things. And so open up to Philippians 4, chapter 8. Have that there. And for five minutes, engage your brain very deliberately and intentionally in renewing. So maybe for you, that's just thinking it, that you can do that. For many people, it would be writing it out. I'm just going to, for five minutes, I'm going to write out the good thoughts. I'm going to write out the good things. Maybe it's speaking it aloud. Like um, like I, I've told you before, I like to go out for drives when I'm, I'm praying, and sometimes I'll just start speaking, and, um, and it's good because, you know, I live in an apartment, and I don't want to disturb my neighbors, but I get pretty loud sometimes when I'm talking with God and discussing with God. So when I'm driving in my car, I get to speak things out and declare good things. Whatever it might be, take five minutes a day this week to engage your brain. This is not lying. This is prophesying when we do this, okay? So don't get there and go, well, it's not true. This is not lying, you're prophesying, you're speaking. This is not bogus, this is the act of creation as we change our thoughts and we speak out the life that God would have us speak out. It's not some Jedi mind trick or some heebie-jeebie, it's faith thinking. And it actually forges a neutral pathway in our brain, and which eventually leads to action. And that's been proven, that our, every time we have a thought, it actually Uh, A new thought or a new idea or a new way of looking at something in our brains, it actually creates these neural pathways and it paves the way. You know, when I worked in the forestry industry, that's where a lot of my background is in and I'd go out into um, bushland that we were going to have to harvest because it was getting too dangerous or anything like that. Um, So environmentalists don't get me. It was a good thing. We were were revitalizing and renewing the land, speaking of renewing. But I'd go out there and I'd get to a a property and there would be no pathways. You'd go over a pathway because you're creating new ground. But then the next time you'd go out and visit, it wasn't quite as difficult the next time. You'd manage to get through the pathway. And the more that you started to use this pathway that you created and this track that you got through, it became easier and easier and easier, clearer and clearer and clearer. It's exactly the same in our brain. Like, exactly. At first, your flesh is going to say, no, this isn't working. But that's because there's like a firework going off in your brain as you create this new pathway. And as you change your thinking, actually, science would show us that the dead pathways eventually have to drop away to create room for new pathways. So it's an amazing thing that God has created us, the ability to rewire our brain. Um, Your flesh is going to not want to do it. That's what will happen. But keep going. Five minutes a day, I encourage you. Because that's the process. And God in his awesome creation gives us the ability to create pathways And to leave old pathways behind. Old pathways of negativity. Old pathways of saying, you can't do it. Old pathways of saying, God doesn't love you. Old pathways of saying, you'll never measure up. Whatever it might be, we need to stop this negativity and step into the positive life that God has for us. So that's my message tonight. If you take the challenge, it's up to you. I I know it works. Uh, and, And I encourage you to, like I said, take that challenge We can't control all the things that happen to us in this life, but you can control your thoughts towards them. You can control your thoughts. We can't control the negative stuff that would happen to us, but we can control how we will think and approach them. Amen? Awesome. So in closing, and if I can have the band come back up, one of the best ways to to get this started and to create positivity in our life is to actually know some of the thoughts that God thinks towards you. This is the most important thing. It's uh, what other people around you and what the world would think of you isn't really that important to, to me. I mean, whatever. They can think what they want ultimately at the end of the day. Um, what you think about yourself is really important. But what God thinks about you is what really matters. And so what I have here is some scriptures, and they're not an list because the entire word of God is about God's thoughts towards his people and the journey of revelation and revealing Himself, even though time and time again, we walk away from God, our loving Father, He chases us down. But God has amazing thoughts towards you. Can you say that? Can you say, God has great thoughts towards me? He does, I know. I added an extra couple words on there and you still made it happen, it was good. But I wanna read out this list and I want you to to hear some of the thoughts that God has about you. And if you struggle to think that God thinks good of you, I want you to really pay attention and to hear this. And maybe to avoid distraction, it might be closing your eyes. It might be going, whatever, it doesn't matter. They'll come up on the screen behind me. But these are some of the thoughts that God has towards you. He says, I am the creator and you are my creation. I breathed into your nostrils the breath of life. You are created in my own image. This is God. He says, my eyes saw your unformed substance. He says that he knitted us together in his mother's womb. He remembers knitting you together, whoever you are. That's his thoughts. He knows the numbers on your the, on, the number of hairs on your head, and before a word is on your tongue, he knows it. He knows everything about you. He says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He took time. He thought about it. You are fearfully and wonderfully made by him. You are more valuable than many sparrows. How many sparrows? Many. That's a lot. It says, I have given you dominion over all the sheep and oxen, the beasts of the fields, the birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea. This is how much I love you and trust you and think highly of you, that I give it to you, all of it to you. I have crowned you with glory and honor as a pinnacle and final act of creation. The peak act of creation was you. Think about that. That's an amazing thing. So he says that uh, we are not, he thinks that we are no longer in darkness. But we're in light in His Son. We walk as children of the light. That you are a light of the world and a, si- a city set on the hill. That He has called you. That He has chosen you. That you are now a saint, a servant, a steward, and a soldier. You're a witness and a worker. Through Jesus, you are victorious. You have a glorious future. You're a citizen of heaven. You're an ambassador of My Son. And in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, He says this: For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. That's for God's people in this place. God's thoughts towards you are amazing. They are positive. And as a son or daughter of God, that's your inheritance. now, I hope you hear me right. This isn't arrogance, but this is a confidence that you are created by God and a son or daughter of Him. So you can step into that thinking that he has for you. So God's thoughts towards you and towards me are so amazing, actually, it's hard to fathom. This is the battle that we fight. But if God thinks you're awesome, I believe that you need to start speaking that over your world. You need to shift your thinking and get beyond thinking negative, negatively. There's enough of that in the world. We need to shift that 70% of negative thoughts. We need to turn that upside down as sons and daughters of him and think positive because he has a good life for us. He's given us the ability and the power and the birthright to not be held back by our negative thoughts. And that's our inheritance as sons and daughters of God. So tonight I want us to stand in this place and I'm going to pray and we're going to worship. But my encouragement is to, if you're a person who thinks negatively about yourself, about your circumstances, about um, what you face in this world, then this week take that challenge up. And in this moment, take a moment to, to actually, repent of that thinking and say, "Okay, God, I don't think that you want me to think that way. I'm sorry for thinking. I'm sorry for thinking less of your creation. And I am your creation, and because you created me, I am good, and I am awesome, and I'm going to be victorious because of what Christ has done." And at the end of the service, like I said, we're going to have a time of worship. I'm going to invite the prayer team forward, and we'd love to pray pray with anybody who wants prayer. If you know that you struggle with negativity, that you, this is something you've tried to break before, but you feel trapped in a cycle, something that you can't actually get beyond, I believe tonight as we pray, as we worship, that's going to be broken, and you're going to step into a new process this week of renewing your mind. But uh, And I also just want to give us an opportunity. Uh, if you've never met Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity after we sing this song as well. So let's sing, lead us in this song, uh, worship team, and let's just look to God for the next couple minutes.
0: Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and check out our website at c3ev.ca. See you next week.